Hey, welcome in Solved Leadership, folks. Today we are talking about employee engagement, employee engagement. I recently put something up on my Substack about called the Employee Engagement Matrix, and I honestly don't remember exactly where this came from. I think I was at a uh, conference and I was absorbing all this material in, and I came across this matrix. So first, make sure you go to the Solved Leadership Substack. You can get that at Solved oms.com click on blog you can see it there but you're going to look for the employee engagement matrix and what this matrix is it's a description for any leader who has anybody below them anybody that they're responsible for below them is probably not even a good word but anybody they're responsible for uh, for the leadership of in an organization where they may have decisions such as how is this person performing or doing in my organization? They're going to want to take a look at this matrix. It is so simple to use. And there are certainly more complex ones out there. There are different tools to use to, to help us understand how a, an employee is performing in our, in our organization. But this was one of those that when I saw it and I was having some difficulties even at the time with some employees of, of figuring out where they sit, where they fit in the organization and whether they're even necessarily a long-term fit in the organization. And whenever I was, I absorbed this material in and I was thinking about those employees, things became very, very clear. And what happened is I brought other leaders in, some of my peers, some people that were possibly above me in the organization as well, and I showed them this matrix, things became clear for them as well. Now, there's a whole different set of principles and of ways to approach once you decide where somebody is in this matrix, but... For now, we're just going to take a look at the matrix. So if you don't have it in front of you, again, I do encourage you go to solvedoms.com and click on blog, or you can go to solved.substack.com and, and you can access it there. Again, it's the employee engagement matrix. But if you don't have it in front of you, I do want to just kind of describe a little bit like it is now. So we all went to uh, grade school and we all know what X and Y axes are. And so that's what I'm going to talk to you about right now. There's a, an X axis, uh, negative uh, to positive, uh, negative on the left, positive on the right. And on the X axis, we're going to write a term down there that is culture and values and DNA and alignment. Right, We know what these are, but sometimes these are also difficult to explain, difficult to even describe what these are like in our organization, especially if we didn't have any chance to help shape those types of uh, things in our organization. So, But the x-axis is looking at culture, values, DNA, and alignment. The y-axis is simple. It is performance. How am I doing? How is this person doing in the organization when it comes to the performance of their job? All right. So x-axis, culture, values, DNA, alignment. It's Is this person or am I in line with uh, the way the organization is moving? If the train is moving down the tracks, are they on board with all of the things that are going on? And then second, y-axis, 
performance up and down, negative to positive, top, positive at the top performance. Are they performing their job well? Now, there's a whole nother subset as well within uh, performance, I suppose, and that's is their job description clearly defined that they know if they're doing well or not when it comes to the performance of their job? Do they understand what it takes to do well with the performance of their job? All right. So then as we have this negative positive along the x-axis, negative positive on the y-axis, we look at four quadrants. All right. So we're just going to uh, number the quadrants one through four, kind of top left, uh, will be number one, top right will be number two, and then we're going to say bottom left number three and bottom right number four. So we have one, two, bottom left three, bottom right four. All right, so let's start with quadrant number one. Great description of this. So if you have an employee who is high on their performance, okay, um, but they are not quite getting the culture and the values and the DNA, and, and they don't seem to be aligned with the mission or even the vision of the organization. This is when the conversation might start with, this has to change. You are doing a great job at getting the job done. However, the way that you are going about doing the job may be grading against either other people. It may be grading against the values that we've established as an organization. It may even be pushing the envelope a bit too far. Now, of course, as a leader, we look at somebody who's pushing the envelope and at times we may say, hey, it's okay to push the envelope occasionally. It's okay to help push us forward because that may put us in a different realm that we never even thought we would go to. However, we have to do that within the scope, within the um, uh, understanding that our organization does have a set culture. Our organization has certain values which we have prescribed to and that have been even maybe described to us. All right, so somebody who fits in this top right or excuse me, top left quadrant um, where we say your performance is good, but you're missing something on culture values, DNA or alignment. We might say the words, this has to change. So that's where the performance improvement plan happens. I recently was talking with somebody and they had an employee who they would describe as one of their best people at doing the job that they were assigned to do. Uh, the job that they were hired for. However, this employee was taking some liberties um, outside of the direct job that they were supposed to do, and it was causing some grating against the culture of that um, uh, business. Okay, so what was happening here, they were doing a great job, their performance was good, they were working very well um, when it came to performance. However, they were doing things like taking breaks that were especially long. They were um, used how would I describe this? They were doing something whenever maybe the boss wasn't around that seemed contrary to the values of the organization that had been set up. And here's what is kind of neat about this. The organization was set up so well and the culture and values and the DNA of this organization uh, is so strong and so much, so many of the other staff buy into that, that whenever this person was not uh, performing 
on a cultural values DNA side of things, it became very, very clear, very, very quickly. Now, some of the other employees even called this person out on this. But of course, sometimes it continues to go ahead and make it on up to uh, management. And this person's manager um, was became aware of what was going on. And this person's manager agreed, your performance is great. You are one of our best people when it comes to this position that we have. However, you can't take advantage of uh, things and other people and other uh, folks that are in there. So um, what we see here is that this person would need to be put on a 30 to 90 day performance improvement plan, 30 to 90 day performance improvement plan. This plan needs to be uh, clear about what changes are to be made, clear about what is occurring that is not acceptable. And then as that 30 to 90 day performance improvement plan progresses, um, there's accountability check-ins as well. And so great opportunity to acknowledge that performance is great, but we've got to get better on our culture, our values, our DNA, and our alignment with the organization. Okay, let's move on to quadrant number two. So we're just going to go shift to the right. Quadrant number two is reward, okay? Reward is, is sometimes the easiest, I would say, to recognize uh, because it's those employees that are high in performance, high in culture, values, DNA, alignment. Honestly, these are the kinds of employees that we want to give raises to uh, above and beyond uh, what they are already doing. This isn't just a cost of living raise that we kind of give across the board. This is the kind of raise, the kind of acknowledgement, the kind of praise that we give an employee in this quadrant helps them acknowledge that they are in line with the organization in multiple fronts. They're a model employee and there's nothing wrong with that. I had a friend that, that uh, lovingly referred to this quadrant and the people that are in this quadrant are those that are on our vomit list. Now, I don't mean to be crass about that, but it really and truly is. These are the people in our organization that we would literally throw up if we lost them. If they went and worked somewhere else or if they decided to stay home or they were retiring, they're on our vomit list because we just can't imagine life without them here at the office or working in our organization. So we want to reward these people well. Now, certainly, I think it has been time proven time and time again that monetary rewards don't necessarily keep somebody around. But I would also venture to say that if somebody is performing well and they were aligned with our culture and our values of our organization, they likely want to stick around no matter what. So why would we not also reward them well and handsomely for it? All right. Now we go to the quadrant number three, which is going to be the bottom left, the negative negative. This one's a tough one to talk about, but it's necessary. And it's not necessarily tough to talk about because we, we can't identify people that are in here. Matter of fact, the people that are in this quadrant usually stick out like a sore thumb. But it is the fire quadrant, the let go. It's time to say bye. It's time to tell somebody they need to find a different place to go. These are the low performers in our organization. These are those who just are not getting the culture. They don't align with the values that the organization has. So we have to ask ourselves, do we really want to spend time trying to improve their performance? Do we really want to spend excess time trying to retrain them? Because most likely if they're performing 
not in a, in a great manner and they are not aligned with our culture and values, even after a conversation or two or three, they need to go somewhere where they will find that alignment. And there is a place out there for them. So just wanted to, to highlight this area that, that sometimes it's time to fire them and just let them go, let them walk. Uh, we'll do a whole episode on what it's like to fire somebody and how that can be done in, an, in a great way. And speaking from experience, how that can be done in a way that is not so great. All right. Finally, we go to quadrant number four, which is the bottom right quadrant. These are the folks that are, are low in performance. However, they're, they're extremely aligned with our culture and values of our organization. I knew somebody like this that I worked with. Um, they were a little bit lower on the food chain, if you will, uh, than I was. However, they were 100% in line with what the organization was about and what we were doing. Um, however, their performance was just lacking. They couldn't seem to grasp how to get the job done. Now, perhaps they were uh, hired in a way where the job was above them and they just could not raise their performance to the level. They couldn't get the skill set to be able to do it. Or perhaps um, they, they just simply they just don't know how. And they, no matter what kind of training or anything that they get, um, they just can't seem to do that. So that's where we kind of look at this as to retrain or transfer are the key words in this bottom right quadrant. Because if they get the culture and the value of the organization, um, perhaps they can be retrained into a different way to improve their performance, or perhaps they need to be on a different seat on the bus. They need to be transferred elsewhere. All right. And so it might be the right bus, just wrong seat. Um, however, they also may be trying to drive the bus and they've had absolutely no training doing it. You get the idea. So I just really encourage you to take a look at this employee engagement matrix when you get a moment. Take a look at it. And you may even take a chance. And of course, in a confidential way is to put, you know, maybe some initials on your own matrix graph here and start looking at your organization and determining where do my people fit? And is there opportunity for improvement? Is there opportunity for me to just start making some of these adjustments? And is there opportunity for rewarding uh, some folks? And do we need to maybe look at some reorganization of the organization? All right, that's it for the Solved Leadership Podcast this day. We thank you for joining us and we can't look for, can't wait to have more of these where we talk more about this employee engagement matrix, as well as some things about accountability, understanding, and just making our organizations the best that they can possibly be. Thanks so much. Have a great day.